Okay, so we're starting from <coughs> page Kuf Bey's the last line. We just had this le- leftover paragraph, and the truth is that it's uh, it's really a thing of, unto itself, um, almost not connected to the discussion before, which was <coughs> him explaining how the Shlemus Hadeus is dependent on the Shlemus Hamaisim. Um, and here he does kind of the the opposite direction in this last paragraph. He says, Gam yeah, also have to know that you know, that um, <coughs> just um, for already reading this lashon la haskil ul haven. He's 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 not using the lashon yeshul das. He's using lahaskil lahaskil lashon of of lahaskil is lashon of chachma. Seichel is the is the gather of chachma, and lahaven obviously is bina. We've spoken about this in the past. These, uh, the difference between Chacham Bina and Das. Now, very specifically saying that this statement that he's going to make is going to take a madrega of Chachma and Bina um, that he wants you to um, understand this on that level. It's not just the idea. It's not just like a, a piece of knowledge. It's going to take a, a level of Chachma and Bina over here. Um, so. It's important actually to know that that word, I don't remember if I said this in the past or not, but <coughs> the word seichel is a key word for chachma, as far as the spheres goes, as, as opposed to bina. So, for example, when we say <coughs> in atachayin um, ladum das, so we say atachayin ladum das, umlamid lenosh bina, chaneinu mi'itacha, dea, bina, vaskel. It's dea, bina, and chachma. That's what that's. So it's interesting because the nusuch of nusuch and also eiduta mizrach, they have the opposite order. The order of chanenu meitcha chachma bina v'das. It's interesting. We we go. So I explain <coughs> that that's rooted in the difference between the shirish neshama of the. Um, Ashkenazi literal world and the Chassidish and Svaradish world because um, it's actually based on a Ramad Vali whose Yorzeit was on Shabbos so we could say this uh, <coughs> I wasn't planning to say this but I'm just popping in my head now um, yeah, let's <coughs> Likutim Chelek Aleph or Beis. I think it's in Beis. Let's see. Oh, actually, maybe not. Maybe. Oh, yeah, it is. It's an interesting. Um, he divides up. Klaliyusrolim to Sfardim, Ashkenazim, and Italians. Italy was somewhere in between, mm-hmm. like the Ramchal mm-hmm. and his uh, and Ramad Vali himself. Ramad Vali is from that the Italians. And the Nusrat also. <coughs> the Nusrat was also oh, like, a, is also a, a, mix, like uh, a mix. Yeah. 
So he says a very interesting thing, which is eh, okay. This is off the topic, but you know, it's it's worth it. Inyan peirud sheish bekihilas akdoshes shal sfaradim ashkenazim liani. Okay, the Indian of the separation between the kihilus, the holy kihilus of Sfardim Ashkenazim and Italians. Ulai sodo keneged It could be that its secret is, the secret behind this division is based on the three lines of right, left, and machria. Like we've spoken in the past, you know, that there's three lines of spheres of that really essentially are three lines of chesed, din, and rachamim. Right? The right being chesed, the left being din, and the middle being rachamim, which is machria, which like balances between the two, the middle column. It says that the sfaradim, right, hasfaradim shehem sod hayamin, the sfaradim are the secret of the right, like the begin of chesed, kol piutim vapizmonim shelehem nigunam pashut. So all the piyutim and the pizmonim of the Sfaradim, their nigan is pashut. And they don't have so much and so long of song and singing like the Ashkenazim do, which is true till, till today. Because Ashkenazim are the kav hasmol, the left line, which sheer song is dependent on the le- on the left. Why? Because the idea of the left is the Indian of din, which is really the idea of limitation and boundary. And the whole beauty of music is based on limit, limit and boundary of how you put the notes together. It has to be very, very specific. One little wrong thing and can ruin the whole song. So it's based on that's one aspect of it. There's a little bit more, but that's one aspect. It's easy to understand why it's, you know, the music notes. It's an Indian of the left. <coughs> um, so that's Tashkenazim. Valoazim, who means the Italians that he was a part of. Shem Sod Kava Machria, they're in the middle. Therefore, all their Inyanim are mixed with a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Halo don't you see Shegambit Filosehem, both in their Tfilos? and also in their nagunim, they take a little bit from here, a little bit from the Sfaradim, a little bit from the Ashkenazim. So he, you know, he says that this is, don't don't make fun of any minag, especially in the Kilos Akdoshis, because they're all stemming from a holy uh, um, spot. I saw... On that end, so in the Kujmir, say from Maria Cheskel from the Kujmir Rebbe. Uh, first, I think he was the first Kujmir Rebbe. So I think he was the first. So he said that what what, what Yosef told him, "Al tirgezu badorach," is don't get angry at somebody else having a different derech than you. Huh? It's nice. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of different paths and don't fight over it don't get it. there's 12 different shvatim, 12 different that Rizal says you know yeah, no fighting <laughs> anyway so um, getting back to this, we just went on a tangent because of the first the third and fourth word here 
Oh, so I was in the middle of saying, I'm sorry, so I was in the middle of saying that, so the Ashkenaz, so the, the, the Litvisha, compared to the Hasidim, are much more gvuristic than the Hasidim. How do you see this? And the Sephardim also, uh, because they're much more into Kehilos, the Hasidim, and the Sephardim are much more into, like, Kehilos. Yeah, with the exception of Bnei Yeshivas, you can see it uh, very much uh, in Aristotle, is that there's a certain, you know, Certain lack of that, if you want to say, just in the in the in the, in the Ashkenazi, specifically the the uh, official world specifically, but Ashkenazi world Bechlal is like a little bit more to them to themselves, um, and also their style of learning. The style the style of learning of the Sephardim is much more simple and straightforward, which is like a Bechin of Chesed. Chesed always has the word attached to it. The lesson points this out. Maybe they grow also Chesed Pashut. You don't have the idea of Din Pashut or, or Gvuras. There's no such thing. Chesed pashut. It's like a, there's a certain simpleness. And, uh, there's a beauty to that simpleness also. But the the Litvisha way of learning <clears throat> is much more intricate. It's into pilpul and it's into you know it's into complicating matters. Um, <clears throat> obviously, for the for the purpose of revealing you know things that are past the surface. But nevertheless, that's a certain sherish <clears throat> neshama. So. So, um, so the Ashkenazim, therefore, that, that now let me just throw in another hakdama so you can understand what my pshat in this difference in tefillah is. <coughs> the Ashkenazim have, I'm sorry, there's a hakdam, there's a hakdam that you have to know. There's two types of or, okay, it's called or yoshar and or chozer, apikabal. Like the or that comes down straight, and then the or that goes is like returning upwards. When it's returning upwards, it's like kind of like still flowing down, you know, being mamshech, drawing down light, spirituality, shefa, down below. But because they're turned towards going up there, so it's a bechin of din, because it's being taken away, and you're just getting like the backside of the shefa. It's not a ha'oras padim. It's really a histalkus, it's really a removal of the shefa, but it's still the shefa coming down, but from the back and not from the front. So or yashar is the bechina of chesed, where it comes down straight. And or choser is, which is like ref, kind of, you know, returning back up, that is a bechina of din. That's a, a yesoid in, in Arizal. Which means that if you were to take or Yoshar, it's basically the Bechina of Chesed would be to go Chochma, Bina, and the Das. That's Or Yoshar. What's your Bechina of Chesed? Because it's an order. It's coming down in order. But if you did Das, Bina, Chochma, that's really a Bechina of, of Din. Because it's the backwards order. It's the opposite order. It's like going back up. Um, so And this is a Yesoy. Like when things are in order, it's a Bechina of Chesed. When things are backwards, like Tashrat. The, the, not Tashrat, um, the Zara says Tishrei, Tavshin Reish, that shows the Bechina of Din, because Tishrei is the Chaydish of Din. So it goes in backwards order, the Oyseus of the Alephase over there. And um, <coughs> so I was saying the same thing, is using the Ramad Vali over here, that, that the Nusach Ashkenaz, which is a Bechina of Din, right, like Ramad, Ramad Vali says here over here, so therefore, they when they daven, they say, "Chaneno uh, deya bina 
the Haskell. It starts from Das, then Bina, then Chachma. It's the backwards order, which is the backwards order is always shows Din. Whereas the Sfaradim and the Hasidim, who are much more into Kabbalah, by the way, which is also part of Indian of Chesed, and, uh, and Yichud, whatever, so they go the opposite direction, which is Chachma, Bina, Vedas, Chaneno, right? Uh, what's the Lashon? Chaneno, no? They do. So that's in order. There's the Bechin of Chesed. That explains the difference in the two Tunis uh, Chais. Okay, anyway, getting back to this piece. Some Chasis Dubot. Some what do you mean? Really? Maybe they have an Italian uh, tinge to them. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so, Gam Yeshlahaskil Ulahavin, Shakol Pu'ula Rotsoin Kaidimla. That every action has a, ro- a Rotson prior to it. Because if you have an action, it means there was a Rotson that brought this action al- along. The Rotson who Atzmo. The Rotson itself goes down and manifests itself in action. What it looks to us, it appears to us that action is a thing of itself and the will, the Rotson is a thing of itself. The emes lokena davar. No, it's, it's not that. It's really not like that. It's really not so. That appearance is misleading. What really happens is the rotzon itself manifests itself into action. It becomes action. If we had eyes to see this. And yeah, those our eyes were more spiritual. We had the ability to see this. We would see the essence of the will. And how it kind of like shakes, moves in the action and brings that action into existence. Or actually it starts it. We would actually see in the action itself, we would see how that's just a manifestation of the will itself. It's the will manifesting itself. It's not two separate things. Similarly, So in that same vein, the, the, the straight midos of a person, right? Deos, we already said it. Mida, right? Having a... <clears throat> a correct both approach and way of behavior right that's the the, the, the mida that which is called dea so that presents itself that manifests itself in straight actions if you have straight deas or straight midas it manifests itself with puulas yishoras vizel soidom masias and this is the secret of the practical right, mitzvahs, meaning the mitzvahs that we actually have to do in action. <laughs> the secret really is, is that the 
straight and pure deus and ritzonos actually manifest themselves into these actions which we know as mitzvahs. It's like HaKashboch gave us these mitzvahs which are really just the real true expressions of those deus and ritzonos. If we would want to kind of like experience this to a certain extent, we go. We would look back at the others, especially Avraham Avinu. Right? It says that Nasu Kloyis Kiyoyatzais. In other words, he was a person who, through his his Oiris Ruchnis, his spiritual awakening, he got he philosophized and connected to Hashem to the point, you know, that he got perfect Deus, the perfect Deus, the perfect Midas, and the perfect Ritzinus of what a man is supposed to do in this world. And Mimela, he did the mitzvahs without being commanded them. Because the mitzvahs are an automatic extension, not just extension, they're actually an automatic manifestation of those days. Say, so if you have the right days, you could do in these mitzvahs. That's the, that's the, so the, that's what he says here. That's the soy, the secret of the mitzvah, the practical doing of mitzvahs. And this is really a, 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 an amazing Indian. Which opens up the gates of light in a number of inyanim. It is appropriate to understand it, and to pay attention to it. In other words, he's basically indicating that there's a lot more to say over here, and there's a lot more place to take this. You say, for us, it's a very important, um, important thing is that this really explains, which we mentioned. I think Rabbi Yakimosh himself said this to us previously, um, right? That the Mishnah expects of the person that his chachma. His ma'asim are going to be more than his chachma, right? The, 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 the Mishnah, This is what you need a sitter for, because you see a lot of Mishnahis on the same page. Call Mishnah Per Gimel, the end of the, toward, almost the very end, Per Mishnah Yazayim. It says, Call Shemasav Merube Mechachmasa Lemaudaime. Whoever the, his action, I'm, well, I should start before that. That anyone whose chachm is meruba mimaisav l'mal doimer leilan shanof of merubin v'sharosh of muatim. So he's similar to a tree that has many branches, but its roots are are, are few. And va'ruach bava kratovach to al panav. And then the, the the wind can come and just uproot and turn over the tree. Shnemar as it says va'yikaaru ba'rava v'layiriki avoy toiv v'shachan. Right, but the person whose actions are more than his chachma, to what is he compared? To a tree whose branches are oh, so. This is the this is not it's not a good example actually. The the the, the mushal undoes what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, um, which I think Rabbi Yehoshua did say, but I guess not based on this mission. This is giving it a different. Um, 
a different idea. Am I right? One second. Kosher Mesa. Yeah, here it's a very interesting idea. It's like comes out there in the mushal over here. The chachma is the is the branches. And the sharashim is the ma'isim. That's interesting. Worth thinking about. Anyway, um, but but as far as what we're talking about, be'etzim. If a person has the right deal, the right chachma, so that automatically this Rabbi Yaakov said previously has to express itself in actions that right that are a manifestation of that chachma of that day of that rotsun so the mitzvahs masis are an automatic thing for somebody whose days are correct his midas are correct somebody who's, who's refined and purified the way the Torah wants him to be so there's no room for that's also would be why it's such a disgrace for a Talmud Chacham, Chas Roshon, that's not Makayim the mitzvahs, that doesn't actually do the mitzvahs, you know, doesn't keep them. You know, he knows a lot, but he's not Makayim. It's 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 the worst thing possible. It's, it's, it's despicable. That's because that means basically it's like completely intellectual, and there's no, um, it's not really a part of his rutzen at all. It hasn't become, it's, it actually has not become part of his dais. Otherwise it would be automatic. Otherwise it would be, yeah, otherwise he would be doing it. So it means it hasn't penetrated, infiltrated in him at all. <coughs> okay. Ois Yud. Now, Ois Yud, I'm going to do something which I don't think we've not done yet in the Sefer. I'm going to actually skip a considerable part of this parak. The reason being is that it's somewhat of a tangent in the middle that becomes rather abstract. And since the um, origin and the goal of the Sefer was, even though we're dealing with some abstract concepts as well, but it's always geared to bringing about the uh, you know an idea and avoid and you know to have some kind of application to uh, to to uh, practical uh, use and uh, so I feel it's it's good to skip this certain section of it so just giving that akdama bechlala inyan shalanatiel lekitzoniut included in the inyan of the tendency to going to the extreme. Person is combined, is, is comprised of two parts, emotion and intellect. The emotional power of the person, emotional clock of a person, is from the essence of himself, his measure, like his mentality if you want to say and his measure right the emotional of the person is stirred gets excited it's put into action it moves right and it all flows in him right? all the emotional tumult so to say that goes on in the person all is due to the person's self tendencies, whether they are core or whether they are coarse, refined, or very refined. but nevertheless they're stemming from his own self. en hergesh. But without tendency, there wouldn't be 
emotion. Kichen, or feeling. Kichen, kol because whatever flows from within himself, lo it would not be able to become stirred without some kind of tendency. Okay? If you want to say, you know, like, if the person is completely neutral, so no, in everything, right? He doesn't have a tendency to any specific thing, to pleasure or pain, for example. So anything that he happens has basically no meaning to his emotions because he's an android. <laughs> Psychopathic. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so emotions all flow and stem forth from the tendons, natural, ten, natural tendencies, self-tendencies of a person. Now he says, even the intellect of a person Although they are indeed pure than the it's, it's not written so well, I think. Um, <coughs> even though the tendencies, uh, the the uh, understandings or the mishpatim, so to say, of the seichel, are more biyashrut, they're more straight. Okay. Im nevertheless, shu'a kol panim seichel It's also human intellect. Okay? Even though, even though it's pure, right? It's more pure from tendencies. You can kind of objectively think about something in a sense where you say, okay, let me take my emotion out of it and objectively think. But nevertheless, it's human intellect. So that it also is really still an emotionally based tool of a person. Um, but it's from like the highest chalak of the hergish of a person. Which really means, like he's going to say over here soon, right? Um, human intellect is always going to be somewhat, it's, since it's self-based, since it's based in the human being, it's inherently stemming forth from his self, which means it's inherently stemming forth from the person's tendencies. So therefore, for example, if you want to say, yeah, we'll take Beis Hill and Beis Shammai, okay, or Abaya and Rava. They both are tzaddikim, gdolim, right? They're both objectively looking at the Torah, and yet they're coming to two separate understandings, two opposing understandings. It's not subjective. But nevertheless, they have a certain different tendency, okay, in them that affects the way they look at things, okay. Now it could be that with Bishop, it's not might not be the most perfect example because it could be that more than just stemming from the hergish of a person when it comes to Torah, as we're going to see, you have, it's, there's a sherish neshama involved. Right? There's a sherish neshama. There's the, the there's the the spiritual 
difference between two people. Not necessarily stemming from the emotional difference, okay? But I'm just, I was really just bringing it more as like a shlegel mushal to tap into the idea um, that you can, that, right, if there was a pure absolute intellect, there wouldn't be different ways of seeing things. Right? You could have two very, very objective thinkers, and they're still going to argue, and they're going to still have different opinions on something, even though they're mamish being objective in some, whatever the issue is, there's no subjectivity to it, but automatically human beings are subjective at some point, because the whole seich of the person is just human intellect, which by virtue of it being human, is stemming forth from certain tendencies which cause us to see things in certain ways. Each person wears different glasses, so to say, yeah, figuratively speaking. And also the intellect of the person is liable to cause a person to err. Because it too flows forth from the emotional part of the person. The only intellect, the only seichel, that is pure in, tot- in, in, in totality, yeah, that's completely, absolutely clear and clean from any type of emotional tendency, is only the seichel of the Torah. That's the only seichel that's absolutely clear and anything that we do based on the commandment of the Torah it's all pure like clean wool and certain with them with the mitzvahs we can be certain that we're not going to be wandering and we're not going to be stumbling and so, what there is to weigh, yeah, what, what's before a person to weigh, is just Should the person follow after the tendencies of and the 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 the, the stirrings, and the shakeups of the feeling of the emotion of the intellect and the midas of, of a person or you could go after the seichel of the Torah which is above all existence right? which is therefore absolute are you following yourself basically are you following your, your natiyas or are you following the seichel of the Torah this is important because like a lot of people I mean that, that's an avoid of itself is a lot of people um, project their own chesroinus and their or their or their, their, right, their own deficiencies or their own um, tendencies onto the Torah that they're learning. Yeah, if they're learning about G'dayle HaTanach, right, they'll project, uh, do, let's say doing, so to say, Averis or whatever, is they'll project their own psycho- psychological pro- issues and their own level onto David HaMelech and Shaul HaMelech and yeah, even though there's no shaykhs whatsoever there's absolutely nothing in common <laughs> between the two okay um, so you have to be very careful how do you, how do you learn 
Same thing with halacha. People, I actually have seen this in people that unfortunately, um, I hope it's not so often, but I happen to have seen it, that uh, <coughs> a person who acts as a dain on, on, on cases in, in, a, in a base then, and he's, uh, he's a certain, you know, he's not, he's got certain, I guess, emotional tendencies, if you want to call it like that, and he'll, I've seen him study cases based on stories that happened to him. Now, you can't do that. Right? If you're studying cases based on stories that you're, that now you've just put yourself into negis. That's complete subjectivity. It's also legamri to Pascal like that. Right? But that's again, it's projecting your own story, your own tendencies onto a case, onto Torah. Now, how you're going to understand the halacha is completely based on your subjectivity. It's human nature. That's the possibility. So, Yerushalayim is supposed to check the person that no, there's there's, there's, there's levels. Obviously, there's a certain there's a certain level where there's there's nothing. You know, you do your most, you do your maximum, right? but you at least have to become aware of you know. And there's certain extremes, unforgivable. Right? If you're if you're explicitly in your head comparing it to the story, oh, this happened to me, <laughs> you know, so that's clearly okay. Wait, take yourself out of the case, right? That's uh... so. The question then, of course, is if if we have no shaykhs to the neviim and to the gedolei tanach, so what is the why was it written? Isn't it written for us to learn from? Right? If I can't relate to them, then how did I? How can I learn from it? So that's what the the Ran says in the Drushes Haran. That's why the parsha of David Amelch was written in the way with Batsheva. It was written in the stringent way that it was, because if the Gemara says right, the David Amelch didn't do the Averis that it looks like he did. And this little, the sin that was on his, it was on his level of sin, right? on his level, his level was an affair, but nothing like what it says in these uh, in the psukim, the way it seems to say in the psukim. So, so now the Gemara says that the reason David Melch failed this Nisayan was on purpose, Hashem wanted him to fail the Nisayin in order that the Yachit, the individual, be able to learn Tshuva from him. Gemara, beginning of Adizara. Im chata Yachid omer lecha, klach etzel Yachid. Go to the Yachid, David HaMelech, right? Tzibor is the eagle. But the Yachid is David HaMelech. So he says, V'lechein itziya hakosov zeh ki'ilu chata chet gadov atzam. Because the Torah wants to teach the Yachid that he has the Kaykh to do tshuva, therefore the Torah presented it in this horrendous, horrific way that it looks as if he did. Because that small, tiny, tiny thing that David Amel did, which on his level, right, it's just a small, tiny, tiny thing, which was like he, she was mutter to him and etc. And he was and Yoyev was married by Mal uh, and uh, Uriah was married by Malchus, and it's all everything was legit. But it looked bad, so 
That's that small thing for David, like Chazal or Moida that he sinned on that small thing. Was considered for him. On David's level, that was equal, it was tantamount to the normal, regular person doing all that horrible stuff that it looks like he really did in the Pasuk. Well, Dia Kosev and the Torah informed us that even when a person does a, a terribly, terrible, terrible sin, he can get Kapora. Like the same way David got Kapora for this sin. Even though it looks huge from the Pshat of the Pasuk. And it would have been appropriate. That Dov should be punished because of his big tzitzitzah. has much stronger uh, yardstick, or a much more severe yardstick with 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 like we saw by In any case, so that's what. So it's very beautiful what he says, right? That's dafka. That's because we have to learn. So it was written in that way. So the same thing is, we have psukim. Malbum does this all the time, where he shows us how the Chazal were the ones that penetrated the psukim and taught us and showed us how and what we're supposed to learn out of the Pesukim. It's all, it's all there. So that, yes, we relate to things on, on our level, but we extrapolate from the way it's written and etc. But we have to be very careful that when we're learning, we're learning Torah and not trying to learn something to uh, pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, well, he also. <laughs> that's, uh, okay, so, weiter, in his boy. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm skipping here, I'm sorry. All right. um, to page Kufhe, the bottom two lines. In his Borah, so it's been explained. Any tendency to one of the extremes is an tendency to the feeling, to the emotions. Which are the self of the person. But our job is to become completely Torah. Our job is to aim to become Torah, not emotional. It doesn't mean not to have emotions, but that our emotions should be completely Torah. And because of this itself, when it comes to the need to use a little bit of extremism, for the purpose of cure, like Ram says, you have to go to the opposite extreme. As I So now that tendency to extremism is also pure. In the Bechina of the, that the Pasuk says that the Torah acts as a cure to the person's flesh and bones. Or maybe a Rambam the philosopher, the Rambam brings the philosophers, it says it's almost unheard of to find a person who naturally has all the milus in character traits and all the milus intellectual milus. You, know, you might find some that have all the milus asiflias, you might have some that have all, all the milus you're not gonna it's almost impossible to find somebody who's got it all. And the Rambam relies on this from the words of the Nevi'im. So he supports the words of the philosophers based on the Psukim, which show that this is almost unheard. 
הכוונה וכוונה לרמב״ם איז, דגם מצד היצירה, הכל פנים אותה מקולקלת, מוכרח שימצא מדווה נפשות הצריכים לרפואה. וכוונה לרמב״ם איז, that also from the side of the creation, of the formation of the world, at least in its ruined form, meaning after the Chet of Adam Rishon, etc. Okay? It's compulsory, it's absolutely, like, almost inherent in the Bria that there is going to be sickness of the nefesh that require refuah. Okay? Here we're talking spiritual, not, you know, not uh, psychological. Since it's not something which is just happenstance, it just happens sometimes, but rather you see it's Miseidah Yetzirah, this is the way the creation is. So then also the cure. The fact that you, in order to cure, need to use the tendency to the opposite extreme, the leaning to the opposite extreme, so now that itself, that need to go to the other extreme, now has become cleared from any taste of extremism. Because inherently, anything that is absolutely necessary, compulsory, it has to be that way, is automatically not kitsonius. It's not veering off. The whole idea of veering off is that you have options in front of you and you're leaning to one of the extremes. But if it's this is the way God created the world, mm-hmm. and in, right, so God created the world with spiritual illness, it's not really created the world, but this is the way He now runs the world, that everybody's got something they have to fix, something they have to work on. Right? If that's the way he created, if that's the way he's running the world, so there's no, so then the cure to that is also an absolute necessity. So now, when the cure to that is, like the Rambam says, to lean to the opposite extreme, right? To lean to the opposite extreme, one of the extremes, in order to cure your problem, that leaning to the extreme is no longer now begeder kitzonius. It's no longer in the category of going to an extreme, because it's a part and parcel of existence. It's built into the system. It's built, so you have to do it. On an individual level? On a, on a, on a, meaning, if when a person has to fix the situation, or let's say when a community is in, um, like meaning that now now the, the circumstances around in the world is more tendency towards this way, and we have to now push against it in the other direction. It would so be both. It would be both. Yeah, it would be both. I mean, it, on the community level, you can have a need for cure also, that there's a societal problem that you have to deal with on a societal level. So that's... So the yeah. kids in Bays will tell them that yeah. they would say that that is a necessity, but they, they are really... Now, yes, they are acting extreme, but they're yeah. tell you now that that's, that's, that's the real way because that's now... Uh, I'm not so sure that they would say that because reaction. I think that their mindset is that that's the way it has it's to be in all situations and has nothing to do with the world. As a matter of fact, I don't think they really care what the world looks like one way or the other. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I think they believe that that's, you know, this is the way it is. That's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and he brings that he explained this Yisoyed um, in a halachic dick away in Hilchas Trefus, which we will skip. Um, we'll skip the, parag- the parentheses also. We'll 
so the same thing is when it comes to the illness of the soul, meaning spiritual illness. After the cheta klali of Adam Arishan, that is the way the world is. That there is at least a small amount of sickness of the nefashas. So that the using of this extremism, so to say, going to the extreme, in this way is part of the Seder Habriya. It's part of the way the world has to be. So that no, now it's no longer Kitsainis. It's a thing. The fact that the Ramam says, to, in order to cure yourself, you have to go to the extreme, that's not extreme. That's what he's saying. It's not extreme. That's me Seder Habriya. That's the way the world has to be. So, you know, there's no two options here. You, you got to get cured. And that's where the and the Rebbeinu created the world with a certain amount of spiritual illness to each person. Now that's the way after the Chet, at least that's the way he brings you into the world. So doing what you have to do is not is not kitzanius. Your action is not kitzanius, but it is still an extreme of the of the, meter, of the right axis. right on the axis of of the uh, on the objective axis. It is right. Okay. Thank you.